0: Hi everyone, this is Kite, a podcast about the creators of your favorite email newsletters. Every week or so, we bring an author to the show to hear his or her story and how the newsletter came to be. I'm Fabio and I'm here with Alberto, my co-host. Hey, We're the co-founders of Kite, an app that allows you to reclaim your inbox by taming the newsletters you receive. If you want to find out more about it, visit heykite.com. For today's episode, we're here with Kyle Adams. He's my number one favorite icon designer and probably one of the best ones out there. You should definitely check out his dribble, and we'll link out to that later. Kyle has been designing and pushing out blog content and newsletter content about design and about icon design for a while now. And that's some of our favorite content available on the web right now. So, Kyle, thanks for joining the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm excited to do this. Just start off. Just tell us a little bit about uh, yourself, and I'd
1: love to know how you got started in design. All right. Well, my name's Kyle Adams. I'm an icon designer uh, currently in San Antonio, Texas, and I am really passionate about <laughs> icons and uh, how they fit in with UI design and UX design, and um, also making physical products and trying to. Kind of, uh, I guess, crossover into something digital becoming physical. I think that's a very interesting aspect of things. Um, so I just started in design years ago. Um, actually, when I was in high school, I started uh, kind of messing around with design work and uh, started a little bit more with like, like CGI type stuff, more of the three dimensional work and. When I'd make renders of that work, I would start editing things in Photoshop. And it kind of grew into this passion of, you know, just being really immersed in the in the editing and kind of 2D design world. Um, and at first, it was, it, it was very much like trial and error. I think that's how a lot of us start. But uh, over time, that grew into something I liked far more than doing, you know, the three-dimensional thing or photography, which I did for a while. Uh, and it kind of led to where I'm at today doing icon design and, uh, you know, I, I went through UI work for a while and kind of narrowed down to icon design. That's actually very interesting. Like you started with something that's, uh, usually what, uh,
0: scares people, which is CGI and, and you know, making 3d models and, and stuff.
1: But that's, that's pretty cool. Like how, how did you actually learn about all of those things? Yeah, that was a, that was a tough process. <laughs> And I think, honestly, that's why it took so many years to even be at the point I'm at now, because there wasn't a whole lot of information available, at least, that I was able to find about a lot of the things I wanted to learn. Um, And really, until about uh, maybe six years into learning things, I didn't really know that UI was even a thing. Like (laughs) uh, I kind of learned this stuff as I went. And so... That's part of why I started the newsletter that I have uh is to help people with that, to like provide learning material that I didn't have while I was trying to learn. Because most of my education, I went to college for a little while and at that point I was I was kind of at the point where uh I I don't want it to sound like I was too good for college or something. That's that's not my point, but I was I had been practicing for so long that a lot of the things I was learning in college felt like a repeat or felt like things that I actually didn't want to do in the future. And so I decided to leave and start my own business. And that first attempt wasn't really great. I ended up working for going to work for another company doing UI design. But uh, all along the way, I've learned through like, you know, YouTube videos. And back then there were forums, like forums were a really big thing. Uh, I know they're still around, but it was much bigger then. And resources like Dribble or even Instagram and all of that weren't around at the time. So it was kind of hard to dig up these good places for information. And I think that's what really inspired me to start a newsletter in the first place is not to promote things. Um, although I do promote through my newsletter, like obviously I have to to sell to keep in business. but. I really started. Uh, I started with the intention of helping people progress through learning icon design and um, a little bit of like user experience mixed in there, a little bit of UI mixed in there. Uh, it's kind of uh, consequential to icon design. Icon design is very ingrained in those two subjects. But I really wanted to focus on icons because when I specifically began focusing on icons, I would. For example, on Mac OS, you can go into the the back end and you can find the icon files, like the the PNG files. And so I would open those in Photoshop and just zoom in and start examining every little detail and figure out how these were put together and how I could begin putting icons together myself. Uh, So to summarize, it was a lot of trial and error. Uh, Yeah, for sure. And, you know, just a quick comment. I don't think you should feel... uh, Arrogant or something about like uh, dropping out of college, since we haven't actually been to college as well. I think for the same specific reasons. Uh, so yeah, so this is this is uh, sort of common for us. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Yeah, it's kind of a. It's more and more common now, like, and and in, in a good way. There's so many resources online now uh, that I think there's a lot of things to be learned. Yeah, it seems like there's two routes. One of them is that you practice your craft constantly and you look for those resources online, or you go through kind of a, a handheld route of going through college and, and letting people take you along through the journey of learning, which there's nothing wrong with. But uh, I definitely see more and more people doing that self taught thing because more and more resources are becoming available. And that's kind of the gap I want to fill is the icon design space, because a lot of people get into UI design or UX design and icons get sort of lost in there because icons are this bridge between really between design and illustration. There's a very technical design aspect, but there's also uh, there's also this illustration side to it where you have to create subject matter and make it representative of whatever uh, you're trying to convey. So, I don't know, it's this, it's this complex topic that I feel like is overlooked so often.
0: How did you first start uh, writing about icons? And when did that happen? So,
1: <laughs> I started... Um, man, I'm trying to remember when I like officially started the blog that I have now. I think it was... It was either end of 2013 or beginning of 2014, um, and and during that time, like I'd been trying to figure out what I should do next. Uh, as I mentioned, I dropped out of college. Uh, naively thought I could start a business and didn't really have, I guess, the business mindset in place. I just wanted to create things at the time, and kind of thought I could just like get by with knowing how to make things and not really having a structure to the business end of things. Um, and so that failed pretty quickly. It was about a year into it that I had to, had to leave and go do something else. So uh, I went to work for a company uh, actually here in San Antonio. Uh, that's why I ended up here in San Antonio, Texas. But um, yeah, it was <laughs> kind of this time period where I wondered what I was going to do next. Yeah, And then my position was doing UI design and i was working at this fortune 500 company like a large company here and that was great and it seemed like that was the that was the ultimate thing everyone wanted to get to was like work for this big company and and have like you know i worked in the innovation department and like it was uh, it sounded cool from the outside but it wasn't really my my pacing it was very much like there were days i didn't have anything to do there were days i couldn't keep going. And like, I just kind of had to sit around and figure out what to do until I got the next project. And none of my work actually left that area because we were working on future things. And so uh, my work got turned into something someone else redesigned. And so nothing I was making really left my job and it was very unfulfilling. So one of the things I loved though was icons and (laughs) <laughs> a lot of my coworkers would make fun of me because I just always wanted to make the icons. If there was a new app we were working on, the developers would always ask me for the icons first, and it was just like kind of this running joke that that you're the icon guy. And I didn't really embrace that for a long time uh, until I was I, I was in San Antonio and I went on dribble. You mentioned Dribble earlier. And I kind of looked at, like, who's in San Antonio? Like, is there anyone in San Antonio? It's a fairly large city. Surely there's some people here that I could talk to or meet up with that are doing things in the industry. And that's when I met uh, Sean McCabe. SeanWest.com is where all of his stuff's at. At the time, he was very focused on hand lettering. And he had grown a pretty significant audience with hand lettering. And... Um, since then he shifted more into like business and those kind of things. But uh, we met up for coffee, which was kind of like, <laughs> uh, I didn't really think that would happen to be honest. And he's kind of laughed since then. Like I, I typically didn't meet people for coffee cause I had so many things going, but for some reason I agreed to meet up. So I'm glad he did because we started talking about what's the future and what are you going to do next? And, all those things, and and I wanted to be more um, self sufficient, like more on the entrepreneurial route rather than just working a day job that I was really sick of. And he said, like, "What's one thing you could do if you could do anything, and and money was not the issue? What's the thing you would be doing?" And my first reaction was icons, and before I could even finish, I said, "But that's not a thing." Um, And and he just kind of looked at me like, why not? And and that's the first time I've really heard someone. That was the first time I'd really talked to someone and heard them say that. Like, most people would just agree and say, yeah. Like, there's really not a lot of icon designers out there. Should probably look for like maybe UI design would be a good fit. But he was just kind of like, why not? Why not do that? Because his experience was doing web design way back and he got really interested in hand lettering and made that his full-time job. So I, I started focusing on icons and I started like sharing more of that. I'd already shared a lot of icons on Dribbble. In fact, looking back, most of the things I shared there were icons and not UI designs, even though I was a UI designer at the time. So I just like, really had this passion for it. And I think a lot of that passion for icons stems from what I mentioned earlier, which is the intersection between design and illustration and having that kind of flexibility to create things that uh, have subject matter in life. But also because my brain works in a more technical sense, I have those constraints. And the the technical aspect, and I can zoom in and and get get really lost in the pixels and try to make sure everything looks precise. And that is the fascinating thing to me about icons. And that's sort of how I landed in this space. Awesome. Awesome. It's really interesting to hear
0: that. And so when you decided to make that transition after that coffee meeting, what were some of the most challenging things then? Like you had the good mindset and had a really positive mindset, but still relativity there's there's less demand for i can design than ui design i'd assume how did you manage that yeah
1: <laughs> that's a really good question <laughs> um i mean can i say everything was a challenge
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, man. no no yeah you gotta you it gotta was... pick a certain thing you gotta pick some things <laughs>
1: <laughs> um i mean obviously what you just mentioned was a challenge like there's, quote unquote, more demand for something or um, maybe it's it's not as like there's not as many people doing it. So is it really something you want to be doing? Uh, all those fears kind of popped up. But then, you know, I started realizing there's so many there's so many people wanting to learn that kind of thing. And and I think this is true for a lot of niche markets that it doesn't have to be this big big market for you to do very great things within it and you know there's there's thousands of people interested in icons i've learned that since then like as soon as i began focusing on icons and sharing icons uh the first uh, the first year year and a half my audience uh on instagram dribble whatever all the social media networks and my newsletter and all of that grew by like 1500 percent and it's just this this thing that's interesting to people. It's an aspect of, I think I struck a pain point a little bit, which I had that same pain point, which was, what do we do about the icons? Like, we have UI layouts, and that's great, but our icons look terrible. So, <laughs> so how do we make icons that look good? And um, so part of my challenge going into it was was thinking that, like, well, okay, uh, icons aren't the most popular thing for people to be focused on. And I actually began the journey by saying I was an icon designer and illustrator, thinking that like, oh, illustrator makes more sense with people and they'll get it. But what I quickly found is that I was really kind of dividing people a little bit, um, or or at least skewing the idea of what I was trying to do, what I was trying to accomplish in people's minds, because they would focus more on the illustration part because that made more sense. And icon design wasn't something they had researched heavily yet. So, you know, I, I got more requests for illustrations and people asking questions about specifically illustrations, which sometimes actually turned into being a question about icon design. They just didn't realize they were asking about icons. Uh, so so some of those challenges were, were tough in the beginning, and it was very risky. I don't necessarily recommend the path that I went down, which was, uh, after that conversation, I started prepping. I prepped for maybe like three to four months. Um, just getting like my business set up and things ready and and, like making sure I was ready to take the leap out of my day, day job at the time. And then, and then I took that leap, but I don't know, like there, there's a lot of risk to that. I did. Okay. But I don't know that I would. I would always recommend going that route. Yeah. Hope, hopefully that covers the question. I think I kind of like went off the rails a little bit there. <laughs> no, it's
0: fine. No, it's fine. It's 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 good when that happens, and it's great to hear that. And so when you teach, because you teach people how to do icon design, and I'd assume some of part of your audience, uh, their goal is to become icon
1: designers themselves, right? Yeah. There's there's quite a few that want to be icon designers, and I've found that actually the majority of my audience are people that were in the position I was in years ago. They're, they're either full-time or trying to work towards UI design or UX, and they don't understand the side of icons, uh, like how to design the icons or, or what icons to use where or how many icons to use, all of those kind of questions. And uh, I think I've learned that over time. Like, There's not as many people who want to necessarily be doing exactly what I'm doing. There's a lot more that see what I'm doing as a significant resource for the advancement of their broader career. Uh, and there are people that want to specifically do icon design. But uh, I'd say majority are those learning uh, as like a piece of what they're doing.
0: And so what's your creative process when choosing the type of content you're going to push out to your audience?
1: That one, oh man, it stems directly from the newsletter. Um, I I see my newsletter not so much, I kind of mentioned this earlier, it's it's not as much of a promotion platform uh, as it is this really, really one-on-one conversation with the people who are interested in what I'm doing. Uh, who are interested in icon design, interested in even, even the aspect of like, how are you running your business type thing? Um, and I get these replies and it's this one-on-one conversation of you know things that they're struggling with or things they're not sure about how to do. And I, I take a lot of that information and turn that into my blog posts. So it's very heavily sourced from the people who reach out and talk with me and say like, I don't understand this aspect or I don't know how to do this. And um, it's not so much me trying to do guesswork as it is finding the pain points that people have. And I think that's really important for anyone with a newsletter is to listen to your audience. Like sharing a newsletter is great and writing blog posts is great. But if you don't listen to that feedback and have conversations with people, there's not a whole lot of meaning to it other than maybe promoting your stuff, but there's only so many times you can yell buy my thing before people get annoyed, you know. And uh actually in the near future, middle of this year or so, I'll have a course called Learn Icon Sets. Uh learnicondesign.com is where you can find that. But it's it's this course really based on a lot of the pain points I've seen. And it's kind of the the top things I've seen people have issues with. When it comes to icon sets and how to make those cohesive. And it's it's sort of this like more than what I've shared in the blog posts, but it, it's also kind of this easier path than the blog posts. Like you don't have to go sift through my blog and find all the things to help you make an icon set. It's a course that's laid out and actually has like all the information you need to make really great icon sets. So a lot of those topics. To come back to your question, a lot of them come from just simply questions people ask or conversations I have. Awesome.
0: So I was going to dive a little bit deeper um, as to how you grew your audience. You have a huge Dribbble audience. It's three thousand-ish followers now, a little bit more than
1: that. Yeah, I I don't I don't look all the time. Last time I looked, I think I was at like thirty-four hundred, and ironically, like. I don't know how this happens really, but somehow Instagram and Dribbble are like exactly the same at all times. So it's really weird. And I started Dribbble way before Instagram.
0: Yeah. yeah. So you have a huge audience, both on Dribbble and your newsletter is constantly highlighted in multiple publications as well. But before we dive uh, deeper there, I'd love to know who uh, who inspired you when you were learning to be a designer and even now what are some of your uh
1: inspirations or some of your design heroes yeah so as i was learning i really wasn't connected very much with with the community and that's um that's something i really regret is not knowing others in the industry the first i would say maybe like six plus years of doing design work i wasn't really that connected with people in the design community, I didn't really know where to find them. I think a lot of people were on Twitter in the early days and I wasn't there like having conversations and trying to, to grow that. Um, And I I wish I would have been there and I wish I would have reached out to people, but um, really like I, I was really inspired by any, I feel like, I feel like in some respects I haven't heard so much about him lately, but, Louis Mantilla, he's a UI designer. He was the youngest UI designer to join the Apple team. Uh, he joined the iTunes team. He made the original—I uh, forgot which version of iTunes. Uh, it was the one with like. It, it's probably the one a lot of people still think of iTunes as. It's like the the blue music note on a CD, um, and, and he worked on that. And he he made several versions of the iTunes icon and i that was like the first time i'd heard about ui design and i remember coming across an article about him because he had left apple and moved on to square to be a designer and this news article just kind of talked about like he left and he was the youngest ui designer and i was kind of like what's ui design because uh, i'd been doing a lot of like a lot of everything to be honest like you know logos or whatever trying to kind of figure out what do I want to do and I love technology I've always been really <laughs> excited about technology and uh, I don't know dabbled in code and all those things so I was really excited about UI design and he sort of sparked that inspiration for me to dive in and start learning this thing the icon factory was another big inspiration they uh, they worked on like I think Windows Seven and PlayStation. I want to say PlayStation Three. It may have been Xbox, um, but all the icons for those interfaces. And they were they were kind of the first like um, icon specific thing I had seen, <laughs> and I was really 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 interested in them. Uh, in fact, Ged from the name's Ged from the Icon Factory. He and I still talk every now and then, and it's it's just really inspiring to talk to someone who's also interested in icons and and now like i don't know i've just met so many people uh started going to more conferences and getting to know people and trying to like put myself deeper in the community rather than than being this kind of like (laughs) on the edge not knowing who everyone is um jeff sheldon I, i mentioned him before we started this podcast he's uh excellent designer really inspirational guy uh i've been able to talk with him some and uh great conversations, just like learning, learning things from him, uh, a lot about like, uh, kind of how he keeps up with his business and things. And, uh, his design style is, is very along the lines of what I like. It's very minimalist and very simple. And I can appreciate that a lot. Um, Justin Mazel is another one that I just, his work is always awesome to me. Um, Justin and I actually have never, Talked. I've never been able to catch him in person. Uh, I've been to some of the conferences he's at, but his work's just you know again along those like simple, uh, minimalist and very like flat design. And I really enjoy what he does. So yeah, there's just like there's quite a few people that I guess I follow on Dribble, and I really try to curate who I'm following, um, so I don't follow like you mentioned at three thousand followers. But I only follow like uh, less than 200 people, <laughs> so I try to keep it like very much the people that just inspire me and and make things that I'm interested in, uh, and that's like a lot of where the inspiration comes from is my Instagram and dribble feeds and just seeing what people are doing. Um, I don't know. That's always an interesting subject for me because inspiration. Inspiration can be many things. And I think when I actually create work, most of my inspiration, quote unquote, is like, what is the project focused on? Like, what are the goals for this project? And what am I trying to achieve? And who am I trying to reach? Like, that fascinates me far more than trying to go find, like, examples people have done of a certain thing. It's more about, like, connecting with the person on the other end. And, um, so, you know, I look at stuff a lot and I kind of get like the creative juices flowing from that, I guess you could say. But, uh, when I'm really deep into a project, my inspiration really comes from what are the goals here? Like, uh, what am I practically doing? What can I take something that's seemingly subjective and make it objective towards an end result?
0: Awesome. And since you mentioned goals, When you're looking for inspiration, I think that that's a good way of going to the next question, which is, what are some of your personal design goals then? Um, You have a really successful newsletter. Um, You successfully teach people to learn more. I mean, you teach them icon design. You mentioned you're planning on launching this new course in the upcoming weeks or months. What are some of your, what's next for you, Kyle? Where is yourself in five years from now?
1: Oh, man. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> that's that's actually something I think about a lot. Yeah, um, diving deeper. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's been kind of interesting because, like I said, I I sort of jumped off the deep end and started what I'm doing now, and it just uh, I, I want to play the long game with with Kyle Adams icon design, and I want to uh, I want to grow it in a natural way. Like I'm not really big on trying to get a whole bunch of people on the newsletter list or I mean, I, I love when people come to the newsletter list, but but I'm not constantly like obsessed with the numbers or worried about like how many people are following this or how many people are <laughs> retweeting me or whatever it is. Like I, I want to very naturally grow into things. And I also like with my store and different things, uh, like at the time of recording this podcast, I just launched a product this morning uh, called the Love and Loss Icon Collection. It's a sticker pack. But even with that, like I'm doing special pricing today for the next 24 hours for those people that are like dedicated, you know, the ones that are on the newsletter list or following closely on social media, those kind of things. Like they get a special price, and then after that, it goes back up to full price. And so. I realized that by doing that, like by never really doing sales or discounts or things like that, I'm kind of like, it's not as rapid growth. And so, uh, right now I currently work for, uh, Sean McCabe that I mentioned earlier. I work for SeanWest.com, uh, doing the illustration work for all their podcasts and all of that. Um, and that's like really my day job at this point. Um, I'm still sharing stuff about icon design and I'm still working on my own products and all those kind of things. It's great. I have a good relationship with Sean and he knows like this is my future goal um, but I want to grow things really sustainably and to do that it means I'm not necessarily at the point right now that I have sustainable income on my own. Uh, there's you know a decent income but it's not like it's not like I could leave tomorrow and support my wife and I through everything. So, um, so currently like I kind of just went back to a day job and decided like, you know, I love doing illustration work and that's mostly what I'm doing there. So all that to say, like, I'm really growing towards sustainability and within the next five years, hopefully way before that, uh, I'll be at the point where I can like take this thing full time and have my own full-time business running that's sustainable. And can keep me going. Uh, I, I'm really shifting focus away from client work at the moment. Um, I've had some clients, and I still ha- I still get a lot of client requests. Uh, and that's something I've I've played the long game with too, by not really taking on every single thing that comes my way, and trying to really take on the projects that matter for what I'm trying to accomplish. And so, uh, I've kind of scaled that back a little, and I've started focusing more on. Products and courses, really helping people and, and teaching them, and making some physical and digital products along the way, uh, and that's that's a route that feels better to me. Uh, it's not that I don't like client work, but I I would rather take on one client project every three months than take one on every week that I'm not happy with or not uh, invested in or maybe it's just not the right kind of client for me that doesn't want to connect with that process and doesn't have clear goals and all of those things. So, um, you know, next five years is a lot more of the teaching and a lot more of the like product category of things. And I don't know, like long-term, long-term, I have a lot of, (laughs) a lot of crazy ideas, I guess, but uh, as far as my design career goes, that's really the focus at this point, point. and I'm excited about it. And a lot of people that are that are closer and have kind of been like helping me along the way. It's good to know they feel they feel good about that direction too. So um, that's a lot of what I'm working towards. And right now, for the time being, uh, my main focus is you know starting to get some more things available for purchase and not just free things constantly. Uh, I love giving free things. I love helping people for free. Like you've probably seen that through my blog posts, but I I also need to like, the reality is if you're going to continue doing this, if I'm going to continue making content, taking my time to do these things and, and having uh, the ability to continue doing that, I'm going to need to make, more income. So I'm kind of working on ways to start doing that while also continuing to give.
0: It's great to hear that. I've been following your work for quite some time now. And the quality is steadily increasing, never drops, you never uh, you never sacrifice quality for quantity or anything like that. And it's just great to see kind of this contrarian approach to growth at all costs and that's just it's it's really good like it's not a question of if but when like you're surely on a great path to make that happen great conversation unfortunately we, we we've gone a little bit past our time now so we're gonna have to wrap this up for the last question though like and this can be fairly short what are some of your favorite email newsletters what are you reading kyle
1: oh email newsletters i love them <laughs> Um I don't know that he's he's shared a whole lot of original ones lately, but um I'm I'm part of a podcast called Invisible Details. And Corey Miller runs that. He's he's more of like the brand guy. Um and he's very focused on like branding as a whole, not just brand identity, but also like how do you treat people and and how do you take care of them and and things like newsletters, like all of those topics. So I don't know. I, can't, I off the top of my head, I can't really think of all the others. Um, I know Eric Friedenson has a pretty great newsletter. I read his quite a bit. I hesitate to say exactly what he's focused. I think he's hand lettering an illustration. I know he was like really hand lettering for a while. Um, but he's just, he's a great guy. He's very optimistic and a lot of his, a lot of his, uh, content is very focused on like inspiring and remaining optimistic and, Doing the best work you possibly can, and the last one—I'll give it one more. (laughs) Uh, The very last one is, uh, gosh, Sean Blanc, uh, and it's S H A W N B L A N C. Sean Blanc. Uh, He has his whole focus is uh, is on focus, and he talks a lot about productivity and like having these creative times and channeling these moments of inspiration into something that uh where you can focus and do your work and not have all these distractions and actually get things done. And I love the content he shares. Uh also a great guy. He spoke at a conference last year. Uh it was actually the Sean West conference in October of last year. And I was honored to be a speaker there as well. So we we got to talk quite a bit and uh he's he's an absolutely great guy with a lot of a lot of good things to say, and uh, he shares pretty freely and regularly. So he's a good one to subscribe to.
0: Awesome. I'll check them out later. Great recommendations. Kyle, it was great having you on the show. And if people want to keep up with your content, if they want to check out your newsletter or maybe follow up on some courses, where should they go?
1: If you go to kyleadams.me, that's pretty much my central hub of the internet. Uh, you can sign up for the newsletter there. You can see some of my portfolio and the blog posts we've been talking about, as well as the store and all those things. Um, also, just reach out on Twitter, twitter.com/itskyleadams. It's my username is it's kyleadams. It's kyleadams. Awesome, cool.
0: Thank you so much for joining the show. This is a great conversation, guys. You should definitely check out Kyle Adams of Me, one of my favorite design newsletters. Surely the best one on icon design. And again, Kyle, thank you so much for joining us.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: And guys, if you want to reclaim your inbox and tame the email newsletters you receive, you should definitely check out HeyKite.com. I'll see you next week. This is Fabio. And I'm Alberto. Cheers.